0: Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode four of my Raising Young Athletes podcast, Self Esteem. The focus of today's episode is the impact of self esteem on your young athlete's sports experiences. In the last episode, I described the importance of self identity, which involves the perceptions that your children hold about themselves. In today's episode, self esteem involves how they evaluate themselves, either positively or negatively, related to those perceptions. Self-esteem can be seen as your children's overall sense of self-worth or personal value. Additionally, there's an emotional component to self-esteem in which certain feelings are connected to the evaluations. For example, excitement, pride, embarrassment, or shame. Questions often associated with self-esteem include, am I a competent person? Do I have confidence in my capabilities? Do I respect myself? And do I feel valued by others? There are two pairs of contributors to the development of healthy self-esteem love and security, and competence and control. Love is the foundation of your children's self-esteem. When they feel loved unconditionally, primarily by you, the parents, meaning regardless of how they perform or the results they produce, they will come to embrace achievement and focus on achieving their goals. That unconditional love will instill in them that essential sense of confidence and self-worth because they will know that no matter what happens, your love for them will remain strong and that love from you will be internalized and become equally resilient self-love. From Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, the Swiss American psychiatrist, the ultimate lesson of all of us have to learn is unconditional love, which includes not only others, but also ourselves as well. This feeling of being loved and valued by you instills in your children a sense of security that they can comfortably venture forth into the world and know that there is a safe haven to which they can return in which they feel safe. These feelings of love and security act as the foundation for your children's comfort and motivation to pursue their athletic dreams. From the love and security you give your children comes their desire to challenge themselves, take risks and explore their limits in their sport and in their broader lives. And from these experiences, are they able to gain a sense of competence and control? Competence in sports comes primarily from your young athletes throwing themselves without reservation into their athletic lives, developing essential skills and finding success in their efforts. As they accumulate successes and learn from their failures, they develop a sense of competence and gain confidence in their growing capabilities, which creates a virtuous cycle of effort, success, and positive self-esteem. As your children experience greater success and make that connection between their efforts and their outcomes, they also develop a sense of strong control over their athletic lives they learn an essential lesson that powers self-esteem, namely that their actions matter. If they do good things, good things happen. If they do bad things, bad things happen. And importantly, if they do nothing, nothing happens. This perception alone is vital to healthy self-esteem because it causes children to believe that their ability to achieve their goals and experience success is entirely within their control. From Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. Yet, sports are a setting that can be challenging to children's self-esteem. Conditional love from you, that is, your giving of love when they succeed and your withdrawal of love when they don't perform up to your expectations, will cause your children to perceive their sports participations as threatening because your love for them will be on the line every time they compete. And there is nothing more destabilizing fear-provoking, and downright devastating than the potential loss of your love. This conditional love causes your children to feel tremendous insecurity, which manifests itself in anxiety before competitions. This fear then squashes their enjoyment of their sport and their motivation to give their best effort, thus not allowing them to develop that sense of competence and control. The end result is that you take away any opportunity your young athletes have to gain the many benefits of sports participation, and the athletic experiences they do have produce the exact opposite effect you want, namely lower self-esteem from their sports involvement. Self-esteem is absolutely fundamental to your children's development as athletes, but more importantly, as people. It's been found to be highly related to happiness, well-being, goals, and success, among many other positive outcomes self-esteem becomes the wellspring for what your children think about themselves, the emotions they experience about themselves, how they behave and interact with others, and in the context of sports, how they perform. One of your essential goals as a sport parent is to create an athletic environment that fosters positive perceptions that your children hold about themselves and positive emotions that emerge from their sports experiences. From Pat Riley, the six-time NBA champion coach, a champion needs motivation above and beyond winning. You want to be constantly vigilant to the impact that your children's sports participation has on their overall development and in particular their self-esteem. Of course, as I just mentioned, you want to do everything you can to ensure that the athletic environment they're in fosters healthy self-esteem. At the same time, due to many factors in that environment that you are unaware of, for example, coaches, peers, and other parents, Unconsciously driven messages that you're sending, such as pressure to succeed, failure is bad, or other influences that are beyond your control, such as the inborn temperament of your children, you should have your radar on for warning signs of low self-esteem in your young athletes. Examples of these warning signs include your children wanting to avoid difficult or challenging situations. They're wanting to stay in their comfort zone and are averse to taking risks. They're experiencing debilitating anxiety before competitions. They're giving up easily, being very self-critical following a poor performance, making excuses and blaming others for poor performances, and just plain performing poorly in competitions compared to training and practice. You will likely see the above reactions in your children periodically, as they're really a normal part of athletic and personal development. At the same time, if these reactions become the norm and interfere with your kids' ability to enjoy their sport, give their best effort, and achieve their goals, you will want to explore the causes and possible solutions that can alleviate these unhealthy responses to their sports participation. Furthermore, if you do see these warning signs in your children, don't despair. The attitudes, emotions, behaviors, and performances that your children express from low self-esteem can be reversed. Though obviously, the sooner you recognize these symptoms, the sooner you can help your children rebuild their self-esteem. My professional experience in working with thousands of athletes over the years suggests that because you are the greatest influence on your children's sports experiences, if the above warning signs become persistent and problematic, then you should take a long, hard look in the mirror at how you might be contributing to these indications of low self-esteem. Given the red flags I just described, of which you may reluctantly admit to, the immense impact I noted above may be terrifying for you. I'm really screwing up my kid. At the same time, that power is two sides of the same coin. Yes, you have the power to do awful things to your children, but you also have the power to do absolutely wonderful things for them. So if you see the warning signs of low self-esteem in your children and the red flags in yourself, don't take them as indictments of your parenting. Rather, see them as calls to action to make changes in yourself and in your children's sports experiences that will fundamentally shift their self-esteem in a more positive direction. From Pam Leo, a parenting expert and author, let's raise children who won't have to recover from their childhoods. Your children's athletic identities can become too big a part of their overall self-identities, which means that their successes and failures can have too great an impact on how your children perceive and evaluate themselves. You can mitigate this unhealthy influence by ensuring that you see your children as people first and athletes second. You can accomplish this in several ways. First, ensure that your children's sports participation is a part of their lives, not the only or an excessively large part of their lives. Second, devote considerable attention, time, and energy to aspects of their lives unrelated to their sports, whether school, hobbies, shared family activities, or what have you. Third, be aware of how much you're invested in your kids' sports participation compared to other aspects of their lives. How important is it to you? If you are spending an inordinate amount of time energy and money in your children's athletic lives, that might be a red flag for the impact that you can have on your children's self-esteem. As parents, we all want to believe that our children are the most incredible young people in the world. That perception extends to their athletic ability as well. In fact, a recent survey found that 26% of parents believed that their children could become professional or Olympic athletes but the reality is is that number is many zeros to the right of the decimal point and only slightly better for earning a college athletic scholarship. The fact is that parents are notoriously bad at judging their children's ability of any sort, whether academic, athletic, or artistic. Part of these misconceptions come from our desire for them to be the best they can be. Another part is that most parents don't really know what it takes to be great at something. Here's a hint. It takes more than just hard work. Still another part is our own egos in which our children's successes reflect positively on us. The lesson here is to be sure to see your children as athletes for whom they are, not who you would like them to be. Relatedly, as your children develop as athletes, be sure that the goals related to their sports participation that you establish are realistic. Goals that are too high or too low can be harmful to your young athletes. Those that are too high set them up for failure and disappointment both theirs and yours, and those that are too low may limit how high they achieve. Also, don't impose your goals on your children. That is a recipe for pressure, conflict, and disappointment. Instead, bring them into a conversation in which you work together to determine the goals they will strive for. Again, from Venus Williams, the professional tennis player, set realistic goals, keep reevaluating, and be consistent. As you already learned, or you will soon find out, sports can take control of a family in terms of time, energy, and money, sometimes to the detriment of the family. Your children's sports can take priority in making decisions about your family, ranging from how you spend your money, to where and when your young athletes attend school, to whether, when, and where you go on vacation. Your own sacrifices for your children's sports, as well as those made by siblings who are involved in sports, can create resentment and conflict that can really hurt your family's relationships. Though sports can play a prominent role in your family's life, to ensure that it's also a healthy role, make sure that the decisions you as a family make surrounding your kids' sports involvement is grounded in your family's values and the big picture of your family's relationships and functioning. Early in your children's athletic lives, you will need to micromanage them because they're simply too young to make their own decisions and do much of what's necessary to practice and compete. Whether maintaining their equipment packing their gear, getting them to practice, or deciding what competitions to enter, those responsibilities fall on your shoulders. At the same time, as your children get older and gain experience in their sport, you want to increasingly cede those responsibilities to them and shift from micromanaging to managing their athletic lives. This surrendering of their sport's commitment to your children sends two important messages. First, that their sport is theirs, not yours. Second, that they must take full ownership of their efforts and their results. For Mike Krzyzewski, the NCAA champion basketball coach, parents can really help, but they can also really hinder the development of youngsters. One of the most damaging things you can do to your young athletes is to focus on their results. The message you send then is that results are what matters, and by extension, that if your children don't achieve those results, they'll let you down and you'll be disappointed or even angry with them. You also create in your kids' expectations, which translate into pressure and competitive anxiety. Instead, always focus on the process to the point where you literally never discuss results. And if they do, you bring them back to, in the case of success, what enabled them to perform well, and in the case of failure, what they can learn to perform better in the future. Another risk to your children's self-esteem is when you compare them to others. The fact is, athletes develop at different rates. Some young athletes appear to be can't miss kids at an early age. And others might be best characterized as can't make kids. In both cases, early success or failure has little predictive ability in determining who will quote-unquote make it later in their athletic lives. That's why you should never compare your children to other kids in terms of athletic ability or results. If you tell your children they're better than their peers, they might become overconfident and lose motivation to work hard. If you tell them that they're worse than their peers, They may feel devalued and unsupported by you and lose confidence and motivation. Rather than comparing your children to others, always compare them to themselves, specifically their improvement and the progress they're making toward their goals. Emotions also play a big role in the impact of youth sports participation on their self-esteem. Anyone who has ever been to a youth sports competition, whether Little League Baseball, Pop Warner Football, AYSO Soccer, or what have you, has seen parents who are out of control emotionally. They're either ecstatic beyond reason when their young athletes win, or they're devastated when their children lose. Either of these extreme emotional reactions should tell you that you have lost perspective, and you're far too invested in your kids' sports participation. With such strong emotions, you're hurting your children because, as they perceive it, you're placing your happiness on their shoulders every time they walk onto the field of play. One of the greatest gifts you can give your young athletes is your equanimity. When you watch them compete. Good or bad, win or lose, you want to be cool, calm, and collected. Your message to them sports aren't that important. Just go out, have fun, and do your best. Another way you can really hurt your children is by giving them conditional love in their sports. Let me state this very clearly right up front there is nothing more harmful than your children's development as athletes and as people and your relationship with them than expressing conditional love in their sport. Conditional love involves making your love for them dependent upon how they perform in their sport and whether they live up to your expectations. More specifically, you lavish them with love, attention, and even gifts when they succeed. And you either withdraw your love or show anger toward them when they lose. Now it's difficult to admit that you express conditional love to your children because, of course, you love your children no matter how they perform. but that's not always the message you send them. Remember that kids can't tell the difference between disappointment and disapproval and withdrawal of love. They just see that mommy or daddy is really upset because I lost. That perception can create incredible pressure on your children to succeed, resulting in pervasive fear of failure, causing debilitating anxiety before competitions, and if they perform poorly, profound fear and hurt after they compete. Another profound gift you can give your young athletes is to, of course, love them. Another profound gift you can give your young athletes is to, of course, love them no matter how they perform. That's a given. But more importantly, to ensure that every message you send to them and every message that they receive from you before, during, and after competitions, whether obvious or subtle, conscious or unconscious, or conveyed in your words, emotions, or actions, is simple and clear. I love you. From Louise Hart, a parenting author, conditional love is love that is turned off and on. Some parents only show their love after a child has done something that pleases them. Those who are raised on conditional love never really feel love. Now there are no quick or easy ways to build or rebuild your children's self-esteem. Rather, it's a process that requires self-understanding, conscious awareness, committed effort, and patience. By changing the messages you send to your children and ensuring that your children's sports experience supports the development of positive self-esteem, you can create a family and athletic environment in which healthy self-esteem will naturally emerge. In addition to removing the red flags I've described above, you can take active steps to develop a self-esteem in your young athletes. A few simple strategies can get your children on a steady path toward healthy self-esteem. As I noted above, one of the most important and often neglected contributors to self-esteem involves your children developing a strong sense of competence. You can help them gain this sense of competence in several ways. First, give them opportunities in which they can gain that competence through good coaching, consistent practice, and success. This direct experience is the most powerful way for your children to develop the perception that they are competent athletes and, by extension, competent people who have control over their world. Second, paradoxically, you can build self-esteem in your young athletes by allowing them to fail. Yes, you heard me right. Failing actually helps children to feel competent because they learn key lessons about failure, including what they need to do better, how to respond positively to failure, and perhaps most importantly, that they will be okay if they fail, and they can still find success, not despite, but because of their failures. From LeBron James, the NBA champion and MVP, You can't be afraid to fail. It's the only way you succeed. You're not going to succeed all the time, and I know that. Third, you want to encourage your children to take appropriate risks, which stretches their comfort zone, enables them to gain more confidence, and ultimately allows them to find greater success. When they take reasonable risks, even if they don't always succeed, they get a shot of feel-good for challenging themselves, they gain confidence in their confidence, and become more motivated to push their limits and more vigorously pursue their goals. Fourth, one of the most vital principles I hope to communicate to you in my Raising Young Athletes podcast is the importance of focusing on the process of your children's athletic lives instead of the outcome. This tenet is no less true in helping your kids develop healthy self-esteem. Good feelings about themselves based on the process of performance rather than the results they produce creates in children the essential senses of competence, control, and confidence that grow into self-esteem and prepare your young athletes for future success in sports and in life. Lastly, you can directly impact your children's self-esteem by praising them, but only if you do it the right way. Praise is a tricky topic, and most parents these days use it in a way that actually undermines the very thing they're trying to accomplish, namely building self-esteem. Too much praise of any sort can be unhealthy. Research has found that students who were lavished with praise were more cautious in their responses to questions had less confidence in their answers, were less persistent in difficult assignments, and less willing to share their ideas. You can see how this finding would readily apply to youth sports. Children develop a sense of competence by seeing the consequences of their actions, not by being told about the consequences of their actions. Other research has found that children who were praised for their effort showed more interest in learning, demonstrated greater persistence and more enjoyment, attributed their failure to lack of effort, which they believed they could change, and perform well in subsequent achievement activities compared to those who were praised for their results. Rewarding effort also encourages them to work harder and to seek new challenges. Based on these findings, you should avoid praising your children about areas of which they have no control. This includes any innate and unalterable ability, such as athletic gifts. For example, you won because you're so gifted. You should direct your praise to areas over which they have control their effort, attitude, responsibility, commitment, discipline, focus, decision-making, compassion, generosity, respect, the list goes on. Example, you were so focused out there. Another example, you really gave a great effort today. You should look at why exactly your children did something. And instead of saying, good job, praise them in ways that actually help them by highlighting what specifically they did to be successful. For example, you worked so hard in preparing for that match, or you were a great teammate out there today. From Rosalind Wiseman, a parenting author, I think that giving mindless praise is ridiculous, but I understand why parents do it. They want their kids to feel good about themselves, but parents are never going to teach their children true positive self-esteem by praising everything they do. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode four of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. Be on the lookout for Episode 5 in the near future.